0: Welcome to Pursuit Church Mornington Podcast with Pastor Brian Carden. The message you are about to hear will help you build your faith in Christ and grow in the knowledge of His will. Let's go right into the message. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, if you will, let's begin reading in verse 13. Paul the Apostle writing to the Thessalonians. And he says this by the Holy Spirit. Remember, this is God's word, the Holy Spirit working together, speaking right now. For this cause also, thank we God without ceasing, because when you received the word of God, which you heard of us, or you heard from us, you received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which effectively or effectually worketh also in you that believe. Did you hear that? So Paul the Apostle says, when you hear the word of God, I've had people ask me before, they and I heard little comments on different things. One of these comments was, is, uh, do you talk about money or something of that nature? And I said, no, not really. No, I don't really. I, I talk about, are you with me? They're like, well, what do you mean? Didn't you just do that just a minute ago? No, I'm really, uh, that's not me talking about money. Uh, I'm actually talking about you. I'm talking about your heart. I'm talking about the Word of God. Amen? Are you hearing me? And it's so important today that we get the right perspective. When we have the wrong perspective, we'll hear things wrongly. Why? Because our heart is not to the Word. It's more towards us. I love what Richard said just a minute ago about, about, you know, benefit fruit for your account. Huh? He said, this is coming not because we desire give, no, it's for your account. Isn't that something? And it's also something when it comes to the word of God, because this is what we're talking about. When you hear the word of God, it's not just coming from man, as it's, it's a man's word. And I'm talking about the preaching of the teaching of the word. Amen? Because this is the word of God. You can trust this word. Amen. Not just the word from somebody, but the word from God. I always found that the Holy Spirit and the word, uh, they'll work together in conjunction with prophecy. I'm talking about words from God. And I'm not talking about, uh, now it needs to be this way too. Don't get me wrong, uh, because the word can bring exhortation, edification and comfort, but that's not necessarily a prophet's word. Are you hearing me? Uh, And sometimes people like to operate in prophecy, uh, in prophet like that. Don't get me wrong. uh, But but let me just say this. Anytime there is a word from God, it's going to come to you from the word. Are you hearing me? And now the Holy Spirit will confirm that word even from a prophet of God or a man or woman of God that's speaking the word of God in that manner uh, towards us or to us. Are you hearing me? And we need to be very wise when it comes to the words Uh, Because it should be, we all can prophesy with edification, exhortation, and comfort, but it always points back to the Word, to obeying the Word of God, to compacting together. uh, Are you with me? Uh, It it will never do something opposite. Because outside of that, we're not really going by the ways of the Word of God. Because this ain't about you, it ain't about me, it's all about Him. It's about His will being done. Come on. Now, we all have a part to play in that, and there's blessing and benefit, we're talking about the blessed life. I said, we're talking about the blessed life, not the life that we make, but the life he ordains, the life that he blesses. And Paul said it like this. He said, when you heard it, you didn't just receive it as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which effectually works also in you that believe. See, there's a catch there, isn't there? When you hear the word of God, we're called to believe it. I said, when we hear the word of God, we're called to believe that word. Well, you know, it's not the way my denomination raised. it, not what I understood some years ago or whatever. You know, there's a lot of things you're going to have to unlearn. When you come to a Bible teaching church, are you hearing me? Not just an opinion of church. I'm talking about a Bible teaching. You're going to have to, uh, some things are going to kind of have to get erased. And some things are going to have to be imparted. Amen. Amen. We're going to have to receive it, the Word of God. As the Word of God. Amen. Because that's so important. The understanding of God's Word and its place in your life determines where you are. What you will receive and where you go with God. It's so important today. The Word of God has a lot to say about a blessing or the blessing. The Word of God has a lot to say also about the curse or a curse. Did you know that? So we don't like to talk about that in in the New Testament church today, uh, but it's still a reality. The curse is still at work out there in the world. Are you hearing me today? The curse is out there. How do we walk in the blessing of God? See, this is the key. We're talking about the blessed life today. How do we as the church of the Lord Jesus Christ? See, the Bible has taught, and I taught you in redemption. You need to hear that. Amen. You need to listen to it when it talks about our redemption. That the Bible tells us that we've been redeemed from the curse. Isn't that good news? I said, isn't that good news? Glory to God. It also tells us that if we' walk in the spirit, we'll not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. You hear that. But we also know it says that if you're in the flesh, you can't please God. but if you're in the spirit, you're walking by faith because we know that it's without faith, it's impossible to please God. That means we can't just kind of just do everything the way we feel. Are you hearing me? We have to change to submit our heart to God to do the word and the will of God. Because if we just go by how we feel about something, doesn't make it the Word of God. It doesn't make it, uh, well, that's the Spirit of God speaking to me. Are you hearing me? No, the Word of God and the Spirit of God, I always agree. I said they will always agree. Not sometimes, not most of the time. Well, you know, there's special moments they don't. No, they will always agree. Glory to God. And that is so important today. Because what is our measuring tool? What is the source that we get our understanding from to know the ways of God, the will of God, the understanding of God is from his word. How do we build a relationship with God? From the word. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. You're going to find that when you have a relationship with the word, you're going to have a relationship with the spirit. I'm not just, ta- are you hearing me today? I'm talking about the Holy Spirit of God. When you have a relationship with the word of God, you're going to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Why? Because Jesus said that where the word is taught, the Holy Spirit will show up and make manifest. He'll, he will show up and confirm the word. Glory to God. Isn't that good news? So when you go to the word of God and you're hearing the word of God as it is in truth right now, do you know God's speaking to you? Not me. And when you hear that and you go, wow, wait a minute. God, you're talking to me. Man, all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit begins to take that word and begins to transform you. All of a sudden, the Holy Spirit begins to manifest and show himself inside of you. All of a sudden, you begin to go, woo, glory to God. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost. Are you hearing me? Glory to God, glory to God. I tell you, it's so important today to know the word, to know the will, to know him by his word. Because you can't separate God from his word. I said, you can't separate God from his word. Just as much as I can't separate you from your word. If you were separated from your word, you would be dead. And God is not dead. How many of you know he is alive today? And he's still speaking to his people. And the word of God and the spirit of God are making manifest. The word of God and the spirit of God is coming alive. This is a living word. See, God gave us His word so we don't make things up as we go because He knows how we are. We'll say, Well, here's what I believe. Well, I'd say, Well, here's what God says. Are you hearing me? I said, Are you hearing me today? God's not here to confirm your word, He's here to confirm His word. And then when we do the word, He'll confirm that into your life. He'll make that promise, He'll make that blessing in which you, through obedience to God, and walking on the level of the word. You know, I think of it like this. I often heard that when uh, Jesus, uh, when, when he told Peter, he said, yeah, come on. Uh, that P- Peter didn't really walk on the water. He just walked on his word. But when he began to doubt, he began to sink. Why? Because when you begin to doubt the word then in your life, because of the storms and the pressures of life and everything else that's going on. Have you ever noticed everything just kind of starts enclosing around you? But when all of a sudden you start getting back on the level of the Word of God or who you are and what He's done in you and what He's going to do in your life, all of a sudden you start rising up above all of those circumstances. All of a sudden you start getting strong in the Spirit again. All of a sudden you start going, wait a minute, glory to God. God's going to make a way where there seems to be no way. Praise the Lord. This sickness isn't going to be under my death in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, this thing that's going on around me, God hasn't changed His mind. He is promises are yes and amen. They're not going to fail. His Word to me is true truth, it is light, it is life to those who find them, Jesus said glory to God I said glory to God (laughs) oh, see God will uphold his word not just our ways see even the Bible tells us to acknowledge God in all of our ways that doesn't mean say hey God here's what I'm doing (laughs) here I go, are you with me No, that means we submit to his ways above our own. We submit to his word above our own ideas because it's his ways and his word that he will watch over and perform. So important that we understand it. So important that we get this understanding. You know, oftentimes we hear the word blessed so many times and used in many ways. You know, it's oftentimes how And I know I do it as well. You know, I'll end a text message, but I actually mean it. Praise God when I do it. And I put bless you or be blessed or blessings. Amen. Come on, I'm sure you do too. You know, we we say bless you after we sneeze, huh? You know what I mean? There's oftentimes we hear the word blessed. But what does the Bible mean when it talks about blessing? What does it mean to have the blessed life? Well, how do we enter into that level of the blessing of God? We're the favor of God, the grace of God. Or we call that the empowerment or the anointing of the Holy Spirit upon our life to do the will of God that he has for our lives, for his will. Are you with me? Our lives for his will. Glory to God. I'll tell you, it's so important. How do we know this? How do we get there? Well, the the word has a lot to say about it. You know, we must understand as Christians is to establish this understanding that God teaches us through his word. You know, Jesus taught the word everywhere that he went. He taught the message of the kingdom everywhere that he went. Even Jesus said it like this. He said, I didn't come to do my will, but I came to do his will that sent me. Amen. Do you know God is sending you? into the highways, into the hedges of life, all of the people that's around you today, God is sending you in there as an ambassador of the kingdom of God. That's why you're there. That's why you're in that business meeting. That's why you have that job in those areas. It's not just to get and put put bread on the table and pay your bills. It's there so you can be a light everywhere that you go. It's so that when you go everywhere, everywhere that you are, you know, I recently read yesterday, I think it was yesterday, day before, one of those days, you know, uh, I got a haircut. I don't want to talk too much about it because I believe that person's probably watching today. But we had a great, op- great opportunity just to, a captive audience just to talk. Amen. And just to be a blessing. Amen. And to share the goodness of God and the reality yes. of who he is. You say, well, that, you're, you're, you know, you're a preacher, you do that. No, we're all preachers. I said, we're all preachers. Amen. Amen. I said, we are all called to be preachers, to be a witness everywhere we go. You know, I've often said the Holy Spirit wasn't given to us just to make us feel good. He will make you feel good. Glory to God. He's there to help you as well. But Jesus said, when he baptizes you in the Holy Spirit, it's for you to be a witness of him. Everywhere that you go. This is not about how people see us. It's about how people see Jesus in us. Glory to God. I like what Paul said in Romans chapter 1, verse 16. He says, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It's the power of God unto salvation to all those believe. You now the Bible says... In Romans chapter ten, around verse eight, nine, and ten, goes on eleven and twelve. I love, the, I love that passage of scripture, but it teaches us: How will people believe unless they hear? And how will they hear unless preachers are sent? I kind of added plural there, but how will they hear if a preacher until, unless a preacher is sent? Amen. We're called to be go in the world, to go in the world. Why is this so important? We're talking about the blessed life. You know, it's so important today that when we understand that there are several factors that work when it comes to the blessed life. There's several factors that work in those areas to walk in the blessing. You know, I talked about one last week about the tithe. The tithe is meant to connect your heart to God. You say, well, I love God. I don't have to tithe to love God. Well, God says that your heart's not with him if you're not tithing. Did you know that? Good. I didn't say it. He said it. Malachi, a whole, the whole story is about Israel. He called them my children. How many of you know you're a child of God? Anybody a child of God in here today? Most of us. Well, praise God. Understanding this is very important. Because as a child of God, as Israel was, he says says, the heart of the people, the heart of the the sons is what he called them, is turned from the father. The the heart is turned from the father. Then he said, return to me. And they said, okay, we return. He says, well, you're robbing me. They said, say what? Well, we're returning. Well, you, you, you return when you stop robbing me. He said, what do you mean by that? He said, well, and they, and they asked him, so how we robbed you? You got everything. You own everything. He's talking to God. And he says, well, how are we robbing you? He says, in tithes and in offerings. You know, money should in this area should never be an issue to talk about in church. You want to know why? It's about your heart. It's not about the money. It's about your heart. It's about really where we are with God. It's it's not an easy thing, is it? I said, is it? I mean, we're all all doing this thing, not just you, me too. And how, how do we do it? Well, first of all, we make a priority that, you know what? I'm going to love God with my heart not just my mouth, not just in my time, not just with my, my, my actions, but in this area. And so it teaches us. And then what does it say? God says, if you do this, I'll open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that you cannot contain. Isn't that good news? That's one. That's one factor. You say, well, I can go to other churches and they don't talk about it. That's sad. Because you know what? If they don't teach you that it's about a heart issue as well, they will teach you that it's about just getting. This isn't about getting. It's about understanding. Now, trust me, there is sowing and reaping. There is uh, uh, giving and and, uh, receiving. Are you with me? All of that thing is a part of it, but it has really no matter to do with the heart. And... It's so important that we do understand it. Now, there's other areas of the blessed life and an understanding of the blessing and other things that, that also are included. Did you know, I love what Jesus said in the scripture in John chapter one. I, let me just go here just for a moment. I want to show you something. Uh, actually, first John uh, chapter two. First John chapter two, look in verse four. First John chapter two, verse four. I'm going to read out of the New Living Translation. Here it is, uh, 1, John, uh, 1 John chapter 1 John 2 verse 4. If someone claims, I know God, but doesn't obey his commandments. What does it say? That person is a liar and is not living in the truth. But those who obey God's word truly show how completely they love him. Do you remember what Jesus said? He said, if you love me, you're going to do what I say. Now, remember what we talked about about the Bible? The word of God is this Bible is God speaking to me. Well, you know, God didn't tell me to do that. Yes, he did. (laughs) Well, God's got to personally speak to me. He already did it. Amen. Word right there. We can't refuse the word that comes to us because when we do, you say, "Well, I don't know, you know that, that, that's really challenging to me. I understand. we're talking about committing our heart and life to God. Amen. The blessed life comes from a commitment, a heart. Felt, not just feeling, not just words, but life. Verse 5 says, but those who obey God's word truly, truly show how completely they love him. That is how we know we are living in him. That's how we know we're living in him. We're truly living in him. That's how we know. That's how I know I'm truly living in Him. That's how I know I'm truly living in Him. Isn't that good news? Woo! Praise the Lord. I said, praise God. Isn't that good news? That's how I know I'm truly living in Him. Man, that's powerful. When we begin to understand and we begin to look at it, and what is He talking about? Not just one element of the word of God, but the whole counsel and truth of the ways and the will of God toward us, for us. You know, Paul the apostle said, writing to the church of Corinth and, you know, one of the things he said, he says, I don't, this word isn't meant to be something heavy on you. He said, no, it's there for your benefit, for your edification. So that way you can walk and turn and and walk in him the way we should. That we are found well-pleasing unto God. A sweet-smelling sacrifice. You know, it's so important today that our life gives off an aroma that is sweet in the nostrils of God. Come on. You know... I think about Luke chapter 6. And I want to show you something on Luke chapter 6 because we're talking about the blessed life. You know, it's so important today that we understand that the Word of God has a lot of wonderful things in it to help us to grow and to develop. And I'm telling you, it's going to bless your marriage. It'll bless your life. I believe this, this series is going to bless you. It's going to, you're going to walk in the blessing of God. I'm talking about an empowerment that when you walk into a room, somebody goes, man, I know you. You're different. You, who do you know? What, what's on you? Huh? Not that you look normal to everybody else. Did you know a Christian is not called to be normal? If the world thinks you're normal, you're not doing something right. Amen. Are you hearing me? Why? Because the Bible says we are a, what? A holy nation, a royal priesthood. We're not just trying to fit in. No, the Bible says, come out and be, you, you're set apart. So you can glorify him and draw men and women unto him. Think about it. You say, well, I don't know if I want all that. I just, I just want God to do something good for me. Are you hearing me? But God is wanting to do more than you can ever imagine. Do you know that the Bible even says that he'll do more for you that you can even make up in your mind? Oh, glory to God. But how? How do we get into this place? How do we come from where we are, to where God wants us to be in this. I say, well, you know, I just don't ever think anybody ever gets there. Yes, they do. Because they're willing to obey him. They're willing to do the word of God. They're willing to say, yes, that's me, God. I'm yours. You are mine, and I make you my God. You know, as a believer, I love what's Luke chapter 6. And we often use this scripture, verse 38. I've had, and let me just say this. This works in this area. It really does. Because I know personally, experientially, I've had supernatural manifestations in this area. I've told certain stories before. And you might hear this story again. It's my story. Amen. But Luke six thirty eight says what? Give, and it'll be given back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over, shall men give into your bosom. With the same measure that you meet, that means how you give out, how, how, how the level you go to in this area, how deep you get involved with this, is how it's going to be measured back to you again. Isn't that good news? But I want to show you something in the context of this scripture E, there's no mention of money in this. Are you hearing me? I want you to see something. Look in verse 36. Or actually, now don't get me wrong, it, it does work in this area, trust me. But, and, and I said there's no mention of money. There's no mention of money in that scripture, but there, it has a connotation to it because in, in order or the context, money is mentioned. But there's more than money that's mentioned. And, and he's actually, if you read this passage of scripture, it's, it's powerful. Jesus is ministering this, and, and I, I don't want to take all my time in this area, but I'm telling you, there's so much in this. But I just want to look in verse 36. Again, there's a lot in here that's before that. because I could, Let's just read, it because remember, uh, I am I'm going to have to do it, because, okay, so you can see what I'm talking about. Verse 21. All right, verse 20. He said, and lifted up his eyes to his disciples and said, blessed be the poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. All of a sudden, he starts talking about blessed, 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 blessed. And then he shows us how, and he is talking about us giving that. He's talking about us giving that. He's talking about you giving that. You know, it'll help your marriage. You know, every spouse should be giving to the other spouse. I said every spouse ought to be giving to the other spouse. Amen. Well, I'm going to give them a piece of my mind, huh? That's what a lot of us want to do or do, huh, at times. Isn't that right? Huh? I'm just going to give them my... And that's not the kind of giving he's talking about. Amen. You start doing that with the same measure you meet with all, it'll be measured back to you <laughs> again, huh? Amen. I tell you, I learned my lesson, praise the Lord. My <laughs> mom says, hey, no, she, she tells me no. But understand this, it's so important. Because look at verse 36, it says, be therefore merciful as your father is also merciful. Remember verse 30, it says give and be measured. To, huh? Be merciful. So be merciful. Should we not be merciful towards one another in the body of Christ? Should we not be merciful towards our children and our spouses? Be merciful. Merciful. You know, the Bible even says of God the Father that his mercy is fresh and new every day. When you wake up, he starts off with you going, mercy. Aren't you glad of that? I'm so glad of that. Because if he tells us, you're going to love me, you have to obey my word. I'm thinking, Mercy. Are you with me? Yeah. Or is it, Huh? Come on. I need that mercy every day to walk with God and to serve God. I need his mercy when I wake up in the morning. I need his mercy all the way through the night. Amen. How about you? Amen. To obey and to walk with him. His mercy is fresh and new every morning. Well, the Bible tells us that we need to be merciful like he's merciful. Wow. That's big, isn't it? I'm talking about the blessed life today. Blessed. Are those? Well, we have to learn to show mercy. Give mercy. Give it. Give it. Amen. When you have opportunity, the even Jesus prior to this, says, when you have opportunity to just blah, huh? You just mercy. Do you know James says mercy rejoices against judgment? Let's just keep reading. Verse 37. There you go. Judge not. You hear that? Judge not, and you will not be judged. Condemn not, and you shall not be condemned. You see that? Give. Give it. Give it. Give it. You know, it's funny how sometimes we judge other things. You know, people can judge how other, other people's children are acting, and they might say, you know, well, I can't believe they're acting that way. Mm. My children never act like that. Oh. It shall be measured back to you again. Good measure, pressed out. Are you right now? I'm just preaching. The, I'm teaching the word. I can't believe they're dressing like that. Are you with me? Oh, judge not, condemn not. There's things that we need to forgive and you will be forgiven, Jesus said. Do you know the Bible says in Mark chapter 11, you know, that great faith message and powerful understanding of the word of God and the, as we speak the word of God, you know, the Bible says that you could, what, it, when you pray, believe that you receive it and you will have it. Isn't that awesome? Isn't it? I said, isn't that awesome? He says to say to the mountain, tell it to be cast into the sea and not doubt in your heart. And whatever you say, you come on, it's going to come to pass. That thing is going to move in Jesus' name. Sickness is going to go in Jesus' name. Things are going to change in Jesus' name. But you know what he says right after that? He said, when you stand praying, Forgive. This is when you when you start to do this, forgive. You know, I'm oftentimes, if something is not right in my spirit about something, sometimes I didn't even know it was not right in my spirit about something. I stood up to pray and to say, man, all of a sudden the Holy Ghost started dealing with me about something. And I'm going, all right, I hear you. Lord, please, Jesus. All right, come on. I let it go. Are you with me? Let it go. Forgive. I said, forgive. So you'll be forgiven. But whatever you withhold, whatever you keep, it'll be measured to you again. Now, you need to be be wise. I'm talking about living the blessed life. How many want to walk in the blessing? I said, how many want to walk in the blessing that God called us to walk in? We've got to learn to walk in the Spirit. I said, we have to learn to walk in the Spirit. The Bible says you walk in the spirit, you're not fulfill the desires, the lusts of the flesh. That's what the word lust means. It just means desire. You know, I desire, you know, whatever. And he's not talking about sexual. He's talking about, it can be, but he's talking about, I'm talking about wrong, perverseness, but he's talking about a lot of other areas too. Amen. And so the Bible teaches us this, you know, You might say, well, I don't know if I believed all that. Well, praise the Lord. You know, God doesn't move based on what you believe. He moves based on his word. We're not called to believe what we want to believe. We're called to believe his word. Amen. Amen. Oh, me. Come on. (laughs) Or something. It's one of those things, isn't it? You see, God's called us to live on the level of his word. That's what he means talking about his commandments. You know, I love what Psalms 119 says. Turn there, if you will, just real quick. Psalms 119, verse one. Psalms 119. I love Psalms 119. It's like one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. It's many, many pages. You'll, you'll figure that out if you ever read it. But throughout Psalms 119, it's one of the most unique, constructive passages of scripture in the Bible. It actually, I could, I could talk about it a lot, tell you the truth, but, but just give me a, just let me give you a little insight on a unique thing. In the Hebrew language, there's 22 uh, letters in the Hebrew language, uh, alphabet, in the alphabet, 22 letters in the, in the Hebrew alphabet. And without, in every verse, you'll find it'll have one of those letters of the alphabet that talk about the word of God. This, by, this chapter but every verse, and emphatically, 171 of 176, I think it is, verses of 174, I have to look at the end, anyway, that they, they talk about the Word of God, and the importance, and, the, and how we need to magnify the Word of God. And, and let me just say this, let's just read, read in verse 1 here. How many want to live the blessed life? And I'm not just talking about how, you know, what kind of jet ski you got. Are you hearing me? Because that don't don't equate to, I'm blessed. You know what the blessed life is? Knowing him and he knows you. Your heart is with God. That's That's the greatest blessing you can have. You're walking with the Lord. Amen. Glory to God. The blessed life is to know him. His mind, his heart, his will, his understanding. Not just about me or you, but about him. Oh, think about it. Who he is. Oh, glory to God. His person. Mm. Well, praise the Lord. I'm back. Psalms 119 verse 1. Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Now this this word here, there's there's several things, I can break this down just real quick. Blessed, empowered. You know what the word blessed means? It means literally empowered to prosper. That's what it means. There's an empowerment to prosper in life, in this way, in your walk with God, in, in everything that you do. So, he's not discounting material increase, but that's not the sole purpose of the blessing or an understanding of the definition of of what we need to really get. It's part, but it's not all. But it'll work for you. Are you hearing me? But let's look at it. Blessed are the undefiled. Isn't that something? You know what it means? It means to be perfect. Wow, we say, What a minute, man. I'm not perfect. How many of you ever been told and we hear it and I get the understanding that nobody's perfect? Huh? There's no perfect church, no, because there's no perfect people, all of these kind of things. We all get that. Well, because we all have flesh. But did you know he perfected you in the spirit? I said, did you know he perfected you in the spirit? Oh, hallelujah. If we live after the flesh, you're going to go, you know, man, ain't nothing good in my flesh. Huh? I know I'm not perfect. I have faults. I see these things. I see that and this. Sure. But listen, if we'll walk in the spirit, if we'll learn, if we'll, if we'll, I'm telling you, we can grow in it. I said we can grow in the perfection of who we already are in Christ. Even the Bible says he has perfected you in him. The Bible teaches us that in our spirit, I'm telling you, man, glory to God. I love this. Don't you? Aren't you glad there's a greater part of you than what you see in the mirror and what you feel all the time? and what you, Sometimes your unrenewed areas of your mind, if your carnal mind is leading your life, you know how your carnal mind is leading your life? It's telling you everything you're not. It's telling you what you, you know, and it's, it's doing all that stuff that we read a while ago, you know. Huh? It's holding on to all of the junk and the stuff, and I got a right to because you, are you with me? Uh, Are you with me? Come on. That's the carnal mind. And the Bible says that's an enmity against God. But the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, it says, present your body a living sacrifice, holy. Oh, I love that. Holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be renewed in your mind. So we have to challenge the thoughts and the actions and the feelings of our flesh from our spirit by the word of God that's on the inside of us to live out that blessed life. I said to live out that blessed life that he's called us to have. Will you fall short? Thank God. Aren't you glad that God is merciful and he's forgiving? Because how many of you fall short? I fall short every day in areas. Come on. Are you with me? I'm learning less and less and less. But we're all in that same boat. We all, at times, will we'll we'll do something. Are you with me? But what do we do? We cast that off. We get up and we walk and we begin to set our feet and order our steps and begin to say, you know, glory to God, I'm going to walk in the word. This word where he says, who walk, those who are undefiled or growing perfect in the way, are those who walk in the law of the Lord. You know what the law of the Lord is? The word here, law, means Torah. Not just the law like we say, well, we've been delivered from the law. No, you haven't been delivered from the law. You've been delivered from the curse of the law. Did you know that? But I going not say you've been delivered from the law. He said you've been delivered from the curse of the law. Actually, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit has taken the law and put it in your spirit. He wrote it in there, so it's not on a tablet no more. So we can't go, well, you know, I didn't know that one. <laughs> no, he said, I put it in your heart. I put it in you so that we have no excuse. That's what the Bible says. I didn't say it. That's what the Bible says. So that way we can actually walk in the spirit but our mind has to be there. Our mind has to go there. We have to say, God, I'm going to walk on the level of your word and the level of your spirit. Glory to God. I'm going to walk in the life that you call me to live because I'm living not for myself but under you. Isn't that good news? I said, isn't that good news? And so the Bible tells us, here it says, verse 2, it says, Blessed are they that keep his testimonies and that seek him with the whole heart. Let's seek him with the whole heart. Every one of these verses begins to bring us. One of my favorite scriptures in the, in the whole entire Bible is out of Psalms 119, verse 162. What is our action and response when we hear the word of God? I love what Richard said earlier. Uh, again, I keep going back to some of the things he, he, he said. But he talked about in praise and worship, he talked about how that, when they would say, holy, what would happen? What would all the people do? They'd just fall down on their face, man, and just begin to worship and bow before God and just worship God and magnify God in the congregation. Are you hearing me? You know, I, I often think, why is it any less for us? I said, why is it? Why are you with me? We're not doing it out of obligation. We're not doing it out because we have to. We're doing it because we are worshiping and honoring God, right? Why is it difficult? If it is, it means we're a little bit too much on the me side and less on his side. One of my favorite scriptures, ready? I rejoice, Psalms 119, 162, I rejoice at thy word as one that findeth great spoil. Do you see that? This was the psalmist's reaction when he heard the word of God. I rejoice at it. Woo! Man, has God ever just lit something up on your inner man? You know, one of the things that I find is so important, I'm going to close with this, this verse here, Hebrews 4.12. I'm going to give an illustration here just real quick. Hebrews 4.12. says this, it says, I'm going to read out of the Moffat's translation. For the logos of God, which, is the, which means the word of God, which we read out of Psalms where he says the law of God. It just means it's the word of God. It's in that day, that was the entirety of the word of God. Today, we have the Bible, the Old and New Testament. Glory to God. For the logos of God is a living thing. You see that? For the word of God is quick. That's what it means to be living, quick, powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, dividing asunder the very spirit and soul. See, those are two different things. Oftentimes in churches, you'll hear people, you know, talking, they'll they'll make that the same thing. But he's dividing the spirit and soul. You see that? Divides it. What's the soul? Your mind, your will, and your emotions. The Word of God wants to get in between all of that and say, hey, hey, I I, I, want to divide this area here so you can begin to walk with me instead of just walk after your own ideas, own passions, and old thought and old mind which can be, if not renewed to the way of God in the, in the perfect way, so to speak, are, are you with me? Where we call undefiled in this way of doing the word of God where he says, we're gonna walk in the way. See, that's what the word of God, it was to divide asunder the soul and spirit, the joints and marrow. Now, oh, well, I think the Bible is just spiritual. Joints and marrow, that's your physical area. I tell you, the Word of God is alive. Isn't that what it says? Remember how we started? Has he received it in truth? Not a, not a message from a mere man, but as it is in truth, the Word of God. So the Bible is God speaking to us. He it says, and it divides the joints of marrow. I tell you, the Bible says he sent his Word and healed their diseases and delivered them from all destruction i tell you, so powerful is the word of God that is received and believed upon will change, it can change your physical place that you're in right now. It can change you. Not just spiritually, but physically. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. And is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature that is not manifested in his sight. Verse 13, you see that? Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight. Wait a minute, I thought he was talking about the Bible. Just call it his. It says that the Bible is his sight. Remember, it's a discerner. The word of God is a discerner. It's alive. It's, It's looking into you. In his sight, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him of whom we have to do. Moffat translation says, for the logos of God is a living thing, active and more cutting than any sword with double edge, penetrating the very division of soul and spirit, joint and marrow, scrutinizing the very thoughts and conceptions of our heart, and no created thing is hidden from him. All things lie open and exposed before the eyes of him with whom we have to reckon. You know, the living word. The Bible says here, all things are exposed, lies open before the eyes of the word. We're not hiding from the word. When the word comes to us, it examines where we're at. It tells us, and that's why sometimes we have negative reactions towards it when we hear it. In our mind, you ever notice sometimes your mind will start going, yeah, but, huh, I'm not feeling that one. That, that, that's the flesh, but the word of God will examine us and know where we are. And when we're saying, "Oh God, I want to do Your will, I want to do Your ways, I want to walk according to Your word, God, I want to walk according to You," because the word of God, you can't separate from God. Call it His, call it His eyes, call it Him. See, God will use the word to cut into us, to correct, to instruct, to edify. He revealed reveal his ways and his plans. Our attitude toward the word determines the place that, place that God holds in our daily life. The word should always be God speaking to us. It should never be like a message from an ordinary book. It should be as real to you as though the master stood in the room and spoke to you personally. This message, I didn't come up for me. Are you with me? It got come up for us because it was the Holy Spirit that is speaking this word to us today for a reason. It should never be like a message from an ordinary book. This word was designed by the Father to actually take the place of the word that was made flesh, that dwelt among us, that we beheld as glory, the only glory, the begotten of the Father, full of grace and full of truth. Why? Why do we need a physical something and not just rely upon the Holy Spirit? Because God has been dealing with his creation for a long time. Long enough to know that we need the physical word to bring the spiritual truths. Because so often are we moved by how we feel and what we see and what we're going through and what others think and what are you with me So the word of God brings the ways it brings an under it brings the truth of the holy spirit Even the Bible says without the gospel and we wouldn't know the gospel without the word brings salvation How can they be saved unless they hear? See, God wants our lives to fit into the Word. He wants the Word to come inside of us. It's not the Word that just fits to our life, but God wants our life to fit into His Word. Does this make sense? We're talking about the blessed life. You know, if we're gonna walk in the blessed life, we have to understand the importance and the revelation of the Word of God. Thank you for listening to today. If you're wanting more of these timely messages and teachings, go to our website at Pursuit Church Mornington to find all the other ways you can access Pursuit Church ministry and messages.